0: You are tuned in to Faith City Outreach with Marina Maria, the founder of Global Gospel Worship Radio. Marina interviews local pastors and global leaders, sharing their testimonies and the work they're doing for the Lord. In Matthew 6.33, Jesus reminds us, Seek first God's kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. We hope this program will encourage you to do just that. Now here's your host, Marina Maria. Welcome to Faith City Outreach. This is Marina Maria with today's special guest, Dr. Rhea Goglich, who is a White Mountain Apache tribal member, and it is called the Togane clan, and it means "White Water people. Dr. Rhea is on the board of regents at the American Indian College in the Southwest Assembly of God University, and it is located in Phoenix, Arizona. She is married and has four beautiful daughters and 10 grandchildren. Her mother, Ruth Goglich, is a prayer warrior, her mentor, and her best friend. Dr. Rhea has earned degrees from Arizona State University and has been an educator all her life. She is currently working in the Hopi Reservation as Superintendent of Schools. Her home church is Cedar Creek Assembly of God and Cedar Creek, Arizona. Dr. Rhea is always willing to help where she can and enjoys her servant role in Jesus Christ. Thank you, Dr. Rhea for being on Faith City Outreach to share your impactful testimony that I know will bless the Lord and the body of Christ today. Thank you. Dr. Rhea, is always an honor to interview all of my guests on this radio program. But I have to say, it is going to be a very unique experience interviewing you uh, because you are a Native leader. And we know that Native leaders in the past have not been heard enough in the body of Christ. And the Lord now is opening the way for them to be heard globally. And as a part time missionary in the Native lands, I am honored to say that the past unheard voices will be heard now. I'm looking forward to hearing your testimony today. So first of all, we uh, just want you to please share your Jesus story.
1: Thank you, Marina. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, I am happy to share my testimony, my story. Um, I know that God has brought me a long way and it is by his grace and his mercies that um, I'm still here today. So um, I'm going to go ahead and share my story. Um, I'm just going to cover a little bit of my family, my education, and then my career and how um, God has moved for me in those areas and how he has led me through the hard times and up to today. So um, I'm blessed to be here once again. Thank you. You're welcome. Um So I am, like you said, I am White Mountain Apache. I have four beautiful daughters. Their age ranges from 42 to 14. And I have 10 wonderful, happy grandkids. And that's why I say I am so blessed. Um, Mm -hmm. I have a mother who is God-fearing. And like I mentioned, she's a prayer warrior. And it's because of her that... um, I got to know Jesus Christ. And so um, as a teenager, I accepted Christ at um, the Prescott camp, the Indian camp. And that was years, years ago. And I think since that time, I know that God has never left my side. I may have drifted. I may have um, done things that maybe I shouldn't have. But I always knew that, that God was with me in my young young life um, as a mother I, and A young mother and trying to put myself through school and trying to um, work at the same time, it was tough. It was challenging. And I I thank God for my pastors at Cedar Creek Assembly of God who have been wonderful in guiding me and encouraging me. And through the hard times as a young married woman um, with just just really a, f- a financial need and um, trying to raise my my three little girls, uh, then it was hard. And but like I said, the the pastors were there, my mom was there, and I think I thank God that. From the beginning, you know, he had a plan, like in Jeremiah 29, 19, it says that, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to um, harm, harm you and the future for you. So I, I think about that. I go back to the plans. I always, that's always in the back of my head that he always had a plan for me and for our family. So my mother raised six of us as a single parent and we lost our father when we were all very young. And now that I tell about the story, you know, I've I've told it a few times here and there. The first time I told the story, it was really tough for me. I I couldn't talk about it. But the more and more I talk about, I prayed about it, um, been praying. So over the years, it's it's gotten easier. But but still a little piece of the pain that the knowing what we went through, the, how it was traumatizing. Is still there. But I think it's God's way of letting me know that, you know, yes, you experienced that. Yes, it's there. But I carry it, you guys. You know, I, I took care of you. And that's what I want to focus on. As you can see, it's it's still emotional for me. But so my mother was a really, now that I look back as an adult, I, I look back and I see how strong she was. I see how in spite of all the 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 odds and all the challenges the hard times she went through she still persevered and she stood strong and and raised all of us so after the death of my father um he he committed suicide and uh we didn't understand because i was like about five years old but through it all we didn't know i didn't know my mom didn't know god then so we 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 were kind of lost, but one day she went to church in Cedar Creek, our little hometown. The church that we that you we you were, um, she went there, um, and she was embraced by the pastor. And that's how they started to really support her and help her. And and every service, every time the church doors were open, we were there. The van would pick us up, and she would just, you know, just. Bring us to church on Sunday morning, Sunday nights, Wednesday night. We did all the missionary, the prims, the Royal Rangers, all of that. We, you know, we went through that. And I'm so grateful that my mom decided to bring us to church when we were young. And I can't imagine what she was going through, you know, becoming a widow and moving on. and and. But like I said, through all of this, God had a plan. God had a plan. And so, and then we lived in poverty, you know, we, we lived under res, We didn't have anything. Um, but as kids, we had a, ha- my mom provided a happy, healthy home. I remember she was always cooking. Um, she had tons of laundry. And when I was old enough, my sisters and I, we would help her, but she was always there um, praying for us. And and she had my grandmother, who we whom she later lost from illness. But um, we didn't know we lacked. We didn't know we were um, poor. You know, we were just happy kids, and we went to church. We stayed around the house. We went to school, um, and I think a school. Going to elementary school wasn't kind of like an outlet for me, you know. It's something that I could do besides the church, you know, meeting with my friends at the church. But the school provided uh, the academics. It provided we could play basketball. Um, my friends were there, so that's all I needed, you know. That's all I needed in life. We didn't have the, the sophisticated technology now, which which I'm very grateful that we didn't. But we we were immersed in love. We were immersed in learning about God and. Um, And we were healthy. Maybe we didn't have food at times, but uh, my mom always, always didn't tell us that. But there was always, she cooked something. We, We always had food to eat. So that was how I was raised as a child. Um, but one thing was in when I was in elementary school, I always wanted to be a teacher. And that was my desire. And I, I looked up to my teachers and I'm like, one day I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to have a classroom full of kids and I'm going to do all I can. You know, that was my goal. And I, I kept it in my heart. And um I wanted to to I was sure and, and I knew that I was gonna accomplish that. So um there's a lot of things happened between um my graduating from high school and going to school. I got married, I started a family really young. My marriage didn't didn't last. I was married for 14 years, but because of alcoholic and um domestic violence. And things like that, you know, I, I, I endured. I After a while, I couldn't live like that anymore. So I once I graduated with my bachelor's degree from Arizona State, I decided that I wasn't going to do that anymore. I didn't drink and I didn't, but just living with my ex-husband like that was hard. And But I went to church through that time. I went to Salt River Assembly of God and I went to the All Tribes in Phoenix. I don't know if that's still there, but I went there trying to, I guess in a way, just knowing that. I can't live without God. I couldn't do it. Even though I was put in, trying to put myself through school, you know, that it, I couldn't make ends meet, but I knew God was my source. I knew that I couldn't do it and I would fail, desperately fail without him. So in my hard times, in my trying times, I prayed, I took my daughters to church, just like my mom did. And um, so to move forward, I, I once I graduated with my BA, I came back to the reservation. I taught for five years and I I was divorced then. And then after my my years of teaching and yes, I, I got fulfilled my desire to be a teacher. I became a teacher and I had a classroom, you know, with kids and I really enjoyed it. But after five years, I thought, well, you know what, I need to um, go back and I need to get my master's degree. So I did that. And in one year, I finished my master's degree. And then I was like, I think I need to just go right into my doctoral program. Because, um, I don't want to have to go back home work and then continue working, so I'm just gonna just dive right in. And all this time, like I said, I think the theme of of this testimony is that God had had a plan, and as he does for all of us, you know, it's just that he just I began to see it after I got deeper and after I and I guess without really knowing to, I was obedient i have I had faith because now I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh you know, that was faith, that was built, that was, um, living on faith and always trusting God. And, and so I got my master's degree. And then I went into my doctoral program and I completed them. Um, and through, when I finished my doctoral, um, it was just an exciting time. Uh, we all rejoiced. We, we all, my mom was there. I had my first grandson was born that year. And so, um, It was just a joyous time for me with that accomplishment. Then I got a job in Phoenix and, 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 you know, with the jobs that I have, it was just God just made a way. He, He just like paved the road and I was following it. And like I said, I was obedient and I was just I was always fearful of God that he might just pay me back in a bad way. You know, sometimes I thought that. So I'm like, I have to I have to listen to him. I have to go by what he says, because And I prayed a lot, but it it might not have, I was young and and I think it might not have been the way I'm praying now, the way um, I'm serving the Lord now. My status with God now is different than it was back then. And so, um, but he, he blessed me abundantly. He, uh, without him, I wouldn't have done all that that I've done. And I'm just, you know, if I tell you the whole story, it would take days. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm just sharing like the highlights and <laughs> and what I feel are are important that people need to hear, I guess. And so that was my education. Um and I was privileged to have worked in um as a para para professional, like a teacher aide for two years when I first started. I was really young, maybe like about 1920, 21. And then I became a teacher. And then I became a teacher for five years, six years. And then I was a principal for like 12 years, and then a superintendent for six years. And so I know that um, and then in the Bible, it talks about your talents, you know, and I I know that my talent that, that was given to me by God is to go out into the community to help these kids to touch their lives and and when i'm in the schools i really my i have this compassion for the kids i know where they come from and, I, and sometimes it's tough to see them in, in the way they come to school and they're com- co- having conversations yeah. with their parents or, or their grandmothers who's raising them. It's, it's really um, a hard life that they live. And I pray for them. And sometimes, you know, they're lined up and I touch them. They don't know, you know, but as they're going through or they high five me, I remember that all the time, at the end of the day, they would say, bye, Dr. Goklish. And they would all high fi me. And I would quietly, you know, just say, Lord, protect them as they go home and let their parents be there. And tomorrow that they'll be back and that their home life, God, that you, you see and you fix that. I would say those prayers for them. So at all the schools that I've been to, it was always, I was like dropping prayers here and there all over where I was, you know. So that's my work. I think that's my field. And it might change, but I feel like um, I'm still, there's, the harvest is big and I'm, I'm, I still have to be out there. I talk about retirement, but God says, not yet, you know, not yet. Rhea, you still have a few years. And and so I'm, I'm going by what he's telling me. And, and right now I'm in Hopi. So I do the same. I see the same problems. I see the same issues. I see the same um, people that are hurting. Um, I was in San Carlos. I saw that here in my my home community of White River Cedar Creek I see that and so I've you know God is just leading me here leading me there and and I'm like okay God you know I'll, I'll, and I've kind of feel like a missionary you know I'm I'm an educator I'm an administrator and that's a gift that he gave me but I'm where I can in San Carlos I would share a prayer I would um, share a scripture with people that that needed to hear, and it's that's constant. You know, people, my friends call, or I see somebody that is hurting, and I always take that opportunity to pray for them to share God with them because that's all I know. You know, I don't, I don't know what else to say besides that, and and I'm always talking to my daughters about God and about bringing their kids to church. They don't. Um, I wish they. One of them does, and she does come but the other two were were raised in church. Um, but they kind of um, are doing their thing. But my prayer is still with them. And I know that they'll come in into church. So that my education and my job where I've worked in a um, few districts and, and a federal school and in different places. So,
0: Dr. Rhea, what advice would you give to women about God if they have experienced somebody like you experienced your fall committing suicide and you losing him you've experienced poverty you've experienced domestic violence what advice would you give to those people who will be listening or who are listening to your testimony
1: i think um like i've done before too you know i just share what part of my story that would that they can relate to and then that I've been there and I've done that. I I know your pain and I always pray for them and I just encourage them to to not to give up, you know. But on the other side of that coin too though is you have to be willing to pray. You have to be willing to to allow God to to work through your your trials. You can't think I can do this on my own. You know, you have to yield and you have to give up the fight so that he can take over. I think that's what what I would tell them. And um, that's what I do mainly. I feel like now that I'm older, I feel like I've been through a lot. My experiences that, that there's always something that my friends or the women can relate to that I've been I've been through. So so it's it's good that I can share, you know. Um, and the other thing is what there's a turning point to to this um, in my career. I was working here as a superintendent and a few years ago in 2019 the board kind of um, had other plans than for me to continue to be their superintendent. They asked me to resign or that they were gonna um, fire me and there were no reasons, no grounds for it. Just a couple of guys on the board that just didn't like me Um, and I stood up to them a few times so maybe that was why but um, they asked me to leave and um, that really didn't know at the time that you know this was happening and it's like is this really happening there I have to resign or I can fight this I did seek legal advice and and I, I got that help but in the end I just felt like I'm not gonna fight this it's gonna get ugly I'm just and I prayed about it I prayed about it, my mom and I, and I just decided to go ahead and submit my resignation. So I did. But that pain was like no other because it was here in White River and it was my own people. It was the Apache people. And um, I remember that day I came home. I was still working, but I had to work till the end of the year. But from that board meeting that I said I would resign and I submitted with the date. But I came home and I I felt like my world just crumbled. My, My world just was, it was the end of the world. And I cried my heart out. I cried to God. And and when it's your own people doing that to you, I felt betrayed. I felt, but there was no reason I didn't steal money. I didn't hurt a child file. I didn't, nothing. They had no reasons. They just said, it's time for a change. And our school district was doing really well. So I couldn't, under, to, to top it off, I couldn't understand. It. I, I just, so I, I didn't think I would be able to pick myself up, I guess. And, and how I, did the Lord help I, you? And so um, when I was crying my heart out, I, I was praying as well. You know, I, I asked God how, how, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can go on. Lord, what do I do? I'm going to go ahead, but I'm. Um, I have you have to help me. So not knowing, I guess God had a plan again for this. And so um, I, I waited for half a year. I stayed home. Then I went to San Carlos. i got a job there as a principal. And it almost felt like God took me from here to over there which is two hours away. I was a principal. The people embraced me. The staff were just wonderful. Um, I really liked it. I had a little apartment that I lived there. And on weekends, I would come home. But in that little apartment, my hours and hours spent with God, reading my Bible and praying. I didn't have t- a TV. I didn't have internet connections. So that was all at the school. But when I came home and I took my Bible out, and I prayed and I prayed and I cried out to God and and that now you know now when I think back I think that was the reason God took me out of White River and put me here so that our relationship can be intimate so I can work on my relationship with Him because that's how much He loved me that's how much He wanted me so I did that and I I prayed all the time I was con- you know it says to to um about that verse um not to cease you know with cease in prayer you have to keep praying and praying, praying, I was constantly doing that, constantly. I would walk to school, I would pray, I would pray in my office. I would pray going into classrooms, and I never stopped. It was just always, always. And then on the drive home, which is two hours from San Carlos here, on Friday evenings, I was praying. I was listening to um, the Christian music. And and then on the way back down, I was praying. I was praying in tongues through the Salt River Canyon all the way, you know. And God was molding me. And and, and, and I say um, he was revitalizing, restoring, you know, restoring and um kind of healing me the healing was taking mm-hmm. place and i didn't understand it but after a while i began to see you know that he was more important maybe when i worked here maybe i was thinking i could uh, maybe i didn't look to him enough maybe i something was going to come up Maybe that he didn't want me there, you know. He didn't want me to to me to to lose him or to really lose my focus. And so this happened. I see. I kind of see it that way because when he took me to San Carlo, it, I was just like grounded, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, okay." I I was really desperate for God. I was just just helpless, and and He was there, and and I knew uh, many times He spoke to me through the Word, and I'm like, "Okay, wow," you know. And I would call my mom and we would talk. But so that happened. I, I carried that on for the three years that I was there. I never watched TV. I, I I maybe looked at my phone, looked at the news sometimes. But it was just a relationship that he just became my best friend. And he just became the person that always there by me. And um, so then I made the decision, you know, after three years that I would maybe go home or Uh, let me look so I looked for a job and my friend called me and said Hopi has this position you should go there apply so I did and I got I got the job as a I was a principal in San Carlos so I got a superintendent position in in Hopi so I went there and the the same thing I find myself you know right now I'm living there um, by myself I have a little apartment um, but it's nothing but reading the word and and reading um, just always thinking about God and like I said at the women's conference when I drive I it's like he's sitting right here shotgun and I talk to him like that you know Mm -hmm. I'm like Lord okay the the morning when I leave my driveway I'm like we're going back you're gonna uh, it's gonna be a safe drive I'll be talking to you all the way you know you talk to me too you know you show me you tell me and so that's how it is and I get so emotional because I know him in a different way like I've never had I guess the last three years to four years and like that's why I say my career what happened was a huge turning turning point in my life and I'm grateful for God that he he allowed that that happened I didn't understand it at the time but my walk with him has just just gotten stronger and that's where I am today, you know. and I'm, I'm, years ago when I was here, we also had a church. Um, I started a, a book study and we, we, we looked we were, read books and we sometimes we did scriptures with the ladies of the church like the now they're elderly, my mom and sister Delphine, and all of them ladies would come. So the other night, um, San, Car- uh, not San Carlos, Navajo ladies that were there from Tisto invited me to come to their Bible study. This is from our um, our women's conference. The Navajo lady came up and said, um, I'm inviting you to our Bible study. Can you come to our Bible study? And it's in Tisto, which is like um 30, 30 miles from Hopi, from where I'm at. So I said, sure, I'll come. So last Wednesday was my first time there. And oh my gosh, they, they just had a wonderful Bible study. There was like 11 of us and... Um, so I'm I, I'm I'm talking with you, and then I talk with these ladies. So I feel like God is just opening these doors to share my story and mm-hmm. using you and you know. But he's just he's just been so wonderful. And any any women, young girl, or anybody, I would just say you know prayer and reading your Bible and just totally totally yielding to him is Amen. what he
0: wants. Amen. The time has come to an end, Doctor Rhea. It's gone by so quickly, but you beautifully have explained your testimony. So I deeply thank you so much for being on Faith City Outreach to share your testimony. You have a very short time to just end in a very short prayer, if you can, please. Okay.
1: Thank you, Lord Jesus, that I was able to share my story on this program, Lord. I'm glad that you blessed sister my sister marina today for allowing me to share my testimony i know that you wanted me to share this lord because there's somebody out there that needs to hear this please bless them take care of them the women and the children lord because we are all your creation you love us all the same but i am grateful today for the experience that you put me through that i was allowed to to go through so that my eyes can open, my ears can open, so that I can be so close to you, Lord. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for your mercies that are made new every day. I thank you. Continue to bless Sister Marina in her work and all the people out there. I love you so much, and I ask all of this in your precious name, Jesus Christ, amen. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to Global Gospel Worship Radio with Marina Maria where all the nations praise the Lord with Christian international music and radio programs. For more information about our radio ministry, please go to globalgospelworshipradio.org. And now we'd like to bless you with this scripture from Numbers 6, 24 through 26. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Thanks for listening.